This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, September 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Sixth inning of USMCA negotiations. Ag reports seen affected by ERS move and sign-up drop ahead for DMC. Finish line for USMCA moves closer. Congress is in recess for the next couple of weeks, but ratification of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement should almost be within reach, or at least a lot closer, when lawmakers return to D.C., according to House Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal. Neal, who leads the select group of House Democrats working to settle differences over USMCA with the Trump administration, said Friday his staff and the U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer will be working through the recess on the latest proposal for a ratification deal. Neal said he expects a lot to get done as the two sides narrow the difference between them. It will be in October when the talks intensify and the goal line comes into view, he said. Another member of the House Democratic Working Group used a different sports analogy. I would say we're in the sixth inning and we have a few more innings to play. That represented Jimmy Gomez, a California Democrat. Keep in mind, it is almost October, so what's more appropriate than combining football and baseball analogies? ERS move may shorten or delay ag reports. Dozens of economic research service reports will be delayed because of staff shortages caused by its relocation to Kansas City, that according to an internal ERS management memo. While many of the commodity and trade-related outlook products, which make up more than 90% of ERS calendar items, are expected to be released on schedule, the memo also says most of those reports will be shortened if key ERS staffers leave before newly hired employees are trained. The memo also says there will be significant delays in producing most research reports because of staff attrition. Those include reports on Brazil's agriculture competitiveness and the impact on world trade, consolidation of the dairy sector, and cover crop trends and practices. Of the 181 employees ordered to move to Kansas City, 141 have left ERS, according to the numbers compiled by ERS union members. Of the 40 remaining... 16 are going to Kansas City, and USDA has allowed 24 to extend their stays in D.C. 78 employees are remaining in D.C. USDA's view, well, a spokesman said ERS has taken important action to ensure mission continuity and delivery of mission-critical work throughout the transition, and as a result, the agency is on track to complete its mandated and calendared products. Stabenow demands answers. The top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Michigan's Debbie Stabenow, wrote the department on Friday raising concerns about the impact of the relocation of both ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, which distributes research funding to colleges and universities. In the letter, Stabenow says USDA told her no ERS reports would be delayed. She also says even though her staff was told that All 2019 NIFA funding would be obligated by Tuesday, the start of the new budget year. Many of the grants haven't been distributed. Some grantees worry they won't get their funding until January 2020, she writes. Keep in mind, Congress is still debating whether to support the agency relocation. The 2020 House Appropriations Bill for USDA withholds money for the moves, while the Senate version includes $25 million to carry them out. 
DMC 2020 enrollment could fall. Despite the promise of a guaranteed payout, enrollment in the new dairy margin coverage isn't going to be all that much higher than the old margin protection program, and DMC sign-up could very well fall in 2020. The 2019 sign-up for the program ended Friday, and final numbers haven't been released yet. But Bill Northey, USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Programs, tells AgriPulse that as of last Wednesday, enrollment was about a 1,000 over the 21,300 producers who signed up for MPP in 2018. That would mean about 60% of the 37,468 licensed dairy farms nationwide enrolled in DMC. The 2020 enrollment period will open in a week, and the big question is whether sign-up will drop. About half the producers who signed up for DMC only enrolled for 2019 rather than for a full five years. University of Wisconsin economist Mark Stevenson says some of those farmers will likely opt out of the program if forecasts continue to show improvement in milk markets next year. MFP payout. $5 billion so far. Norley says 400,000 farmers have applied so far for the first round of the 2019 market facilitation program payments. So far, this round of payments has totaled $5 billion. About 600,000 farmers signed up for the 2018 version of MFP, which benefited fewer crops. Norley says a decision on making a second tranche of MFP payments won't be made until closer to November. We're all hopeful we'll be in place and we'll have a better trading environment, he said, referring to the ongoing U.S.-China trade war. Don't miss economist Nathan Kaufman of the Fed Reserve Bank of Kansas City talks about the state of the farm economy on this week's AgriPulse Open Mic interview. Mid-sized corn and soybean operations are the most stressed farms in the country. Many dairy producers continue to struggle because of oversupply in that sector. Kaufman says the overarching challenge in dairy has been one where there's just been a lot of milk being produced, a slight downturn in demand, he said. Trade deal now up to Japan's legislature. The U.S.-Japan trade deal signed by President Donald Trump and Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe last week has one more hurdle before implementation, the Japanese diet, the country's bicameral legislature. U.S. Congress will not have to ratify the pact that cuts Japanese tariffs on U.S. pork, beef, and other commodities. U.S. officials have expressed confidence that the diet will ratify it quickly, but U.S. farm groups won't rest easy until that happens. What I've been telling my producers is to watch the diet and see when they're going to be voting, according to Maria Ziba, Director of International Affairs for the National Pork Producers Council. Anything can happen, as we have all been seeing in the past few years. U.S.-China trade talks, calm before the storm. This week will be full of festivities as China celebrates the 70th anniversary of the founding of modern China tomorrow. But preparations are being made on both sides of the Pacific for what could be a watershed meeting with U.S. trade negotiators. Any success on the talks will likely hinge on whether China remains steadfast in its alleged backtracking on pledges that U.S. officials said brought to the two countries very close to an overall deal back in May. Zenman News, the state-controlled media outlet, published a report yesterday confirming Vice Premier Liu He would lead the Chinese negotiating team to Washington. Here's today's She Said It. The paper is going back and forth. 
all of it is very positive, very constructive. That Connecticut Representative Rosa DeLauro, a member of the House Democrats' USMCA Working Group, describing the state of negotiations with the U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, September 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.